are Locked On Brewers, your daily Milwaukee Brewers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, and welcome back to Lockdown Brewers, brought to you by the Lockdown Podcast Network, where we talk about your favorite teams every day. I am your host, Jake Mastriani, and you can follow me on Twitter at shortstopball. And joining me, as always, is my co-host, Vinny Rotino, and you can follow him on Twitter at Vinny Rotino. Also, please make sure you follow the podcast on Twitter at Lockdown Brewers and subscribe to the Lockdown Brewers podcast wherever you get your podcasts. On today's episode, we recapping Monday's game, a big win over the Cubs, which if you're just looking at the final score, doesn't really tell you uh, how this game unfolded. So a lot to break down and get into there on that one. But before we do that, I want to remind you again about our Locked On MLB Prospects podcast, especially heading into the Major League Draft. If you're the type of baseball fan that can't help but get giddy over prospects, we have the podcast for you. Locked on MLB Prospects, hosted by minor league play-by-play voice Aram Layton, is the only daily podcast devoted entirely to the stars of tomorrow. Follow Locked on MLB Prospects on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. So, Vinny, a wild game on Monday. Um, really close game for a while, and then uh, Brewers broke it open late. There was a lot leading up to that that I want to dive into um, that I thought were some key moments in this game. Well, let's start at, let's start at the top with Freddie Peralta, one of our favorites. Um, you know, we've been loving him all year. Uh, he wasn't sharp early in this one. Um, let, you know, had some trouble in the first inning, left a fastball up to Ian Happ, and he was able to muscle it out for a two-run homer. Uh, and then left the bases loaded in the second inning. He threw 44 pitches in those first two innings. Again, just kind of struggling with command a little bit here and there, walked three batters, gave up a couple of hits. Um, but after that, I mean, he was or his usual self, what we expect from Freddie Peralta. He retired the Cubs in order over the next four innings on 50 pitches. Again, like I said, he had 44 pitches in those first two innings, only needed 50 pitches to get through the next four uh, Baez did reach on a walk during that stretch, but was caught stealing. So um, technically he did retire the Cubs in order those four straight innings. His final line, line read six innings, two hits, four walks, two earned, and eight punch outs. So, Benny, another very impressive start for Peralta, especially since he didn't have it early, was kind of able to find it. I, I didn't think I didn't think he had a chance to get through six innings in this one. Uh, and at the end, I was kind of thinking, especially with the way things kind of unfolded in the seventh, that maybe – uh, he might get another inning there. It's kind of been a trend for Freddie for Freddie Peralta to kind of struggle early and kind of try and find himself. It's almost like he's got to calm down a little bit. He tries to do too much, gets out of his delivery, he's got, starts scattering the ball, doesn't have as much of a touch and feel for the baseball, and he just he just kind of scatters pitches. I I, I actually noticed that during the game, so I kind of just looked up these numbers. In the first inning this year, and I know he struggled in the first two innings, but just in the first inning this year, um, my phone just locked on me. There we go. First inning, he's got uh, – so 15 starts, 15 innings pitch in the first inning, five earned runs, 16 punch outs, 10 walks. 10 walks is the big one. 3.21 ERA, one whip. It's actually pre- all pretty decent numbers. Obviously, it's a very small sample size, only 15 innings. Um. But his walk percentage, 17, uh, 17% walk percentage in first inning, ninth worst 
out of 179 qualifiers. Check <coughs> check out these numbers: second inning through ninth inning, 65 innings pitch, 14 earned runs, 92 punch outs, 20 walks. So that's a 1.94 ERA, a .78 WHIP, which is fourth best in the league over the two through nine, and a 37.6 K percentage, which is third in league behind Jacob Degrom and Corbin Burns for uh, all qualifiers that pitch the second through ninth inning. So point of the point of those numbers is Freddie Peralta is one of the best pitchers in the league in innings two through nine. Like my point is he's going to continue to learn how to pitch in the first inning. And um, uh, that's pretty good <laughs> to have uh, this guy on the team. Right. I mean, especially under the team friendly control that he's got, he's just going to continue to get better. He impressed, like like you mentioned, Jake, he impressed after that uh, second inning, after the first two innings, and he just settled in nicely and just mowed down the Cubs. It was great to see. Yeah, and, and Benny bringing out analytics on the podcast. I love it, doing the research. Yeah. Great stuff from you there. But, um, yeah, and there are pitchers like that. I mean, that may just be something he struggles with throughout his career. There's a lot of really good pitchers that uh, struggle in that first inning and you, and you hear announcers talk about it. if you don't get to them in that first or second inning, you're probably not going to get to them. So, you know, perhaps that's just the picture that Freddie is, but um, again, really sharp after, uh, after that, those first two innings in this one uh, just been, you know, Benny pointed out been kind of the, the trend for him all year. So if you're going to get to Freddie P you better, better get to him early. Um, the Brewers offense responded though, after that two run homer, the Cubs hit, uh, scoring two of their own in the bottom of the first. You had Urias with a, a single, and then you got a bloop double from Yelich. Um, and then you had a terrible bat from, from Willie Adamas, who struck out there, was running on second, third, nobody out. But Avicel Garcia, who was the first-half offensive hero for, for the Brewers in this game, he came through on a beautiful swing, was able to pull his hands inside and drive the ball up the middle to tie it up, driving in Urias and Yelich. He later uh, homered. Um, to put the Brewers up three to two. So, uh, Avicel Garcia, Vinny, he was huge early uh, in this game for the Brewers, and he's had some really big moments. You look at, you know, his number and his averages for the Brewers, and it's not not great, but he's really been huge for Milwaukee this season. He's hitting just 243, 762 OPS, not great overall numbers. Um, but, I mean, if you've been watching the Brewers all year, you know how big Avicel Garcia has been for this offense. It's surprising that his uh, OPS is that low um, because he has gotten some big hits. I feel like it was a couple week week stretch there in May where he, he, I don't think he got a hit, and I think that's kind of made his numbers look a little bit skewed. Um, but yeah, he's got some big hits, um, and uh, he can drive the ball at the ballpark. He's quietly got fifteen homers. Is mm-hmm. it fifteen now? Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, it's kind of like you know, talk about like, quietly has done that. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, that was a huge big hit in the first, right, because that's been – the Brewers' bugaboo is not getting that big hit, especially early on in the game. Uh, they kind of let the starting pitcher off the hook a lot of times. So that was a great piece of hitting, keeping his hands inside, driving the ball back up the middle, not trying to do too much. And, uh, yeah, I mean, he's a really talented player. He just has to touch it, and, and the ball's going to go. He's going to – he ball rockets off his bat. He's so strong. He's quick enough. Um, but yeah, when he's in balance and he's not chasing those sliders down and below the zone, he's a, he's a really good player for the Brewers. He's been, he's been huge. Like you said. 
yeah, really love what I've seen from him this year. I just think he's really good in that, you know, if you can leave him in that middle, you know, spot, fifth or sixth um, spot in the order, I think that's where he really plays well, um, you know, because of the injuries in the lineup. He's been asked to probably do more than than he probably should, but to his credit, he stepped up to the challenge throughout most of the year. Um, next, I, w- I wanted to touch on Arias's defense. It's something we obviously have t- talked about a lot this year, um, but he had another another throwing error in this one in the first inning. And again, Vinny, it's on a routine play ball that you know hit to him. He had plenty of time and then just air mailed it. Um, so that, you know, continues to be a problem. It cost Freddie Peralta five extra pitches in that first inning. Um, you know, could have put Freddie at 89 pitches through six inning. Maybe council brings him back out for the seventh. Uh, probably not, but, uh, I thought that was huge, but to, to his credit, he had a great tag later in the game, uh, on a bloop hit to left field. Yelich came up and threw out Jack Peterson at third could have been a second and third with one out situation. Uh, but a great job by Arias getting over to, first of all, just cover the bag, uh, but then catch it and make a great tag. So some good and bad for the defense, but uh, really outside of throwings, I think he he does really good defensively, but the throws are a problem. Throws are a problem still. I mean, I kind of hold my breath, to be honest, every time that a ground ball is hit to him. Sometimes he, he it looks like he's not really thinking about it and he just kind of lets it go. Actually, I mean, it's, it is – Here's what's encouraging that uh, a little bit that he's able to kind of let it go. <laughs> this is going to kind of sound crazy, but this, these are the kinds of things I, I think about, you know, when I'm watching baseball. Um, <clears throat> guys struggling so bad to throw the ball and sometimes they'll baby it. I mean, he's still letting it go. He's still airmailing them, which obviously is not good. Um, the, the So when you see a guy like really kind of baby it, that means they're losing – totally losing feel for their arm and how fast their arm has to come through. And it's like, it means they're really domed up. He's, he is domed up. I still think he's a little bit domed up and thinking too much um, because what you see is the, the extra, uh, the extra tap of the glove or the extra shuffle when it just gets you out of rhythm, your clock, they call it is just off. And uh, because you're just kind of thinking about not throwing the ball away. Um, I don't know if he'll ever, usually guys kind of struggle with throwing if, if this starts to creep in, but he can manage it. He's been managing it. Okay. He's got 14 errors though. So it's a lot. Um, I don't know. I don't know what to say about that. He's just got to continue to try and manage it and work through it best he can because he's hitting and he's been a, he's been a valuable piece with the bat. Yeah, for sure. Um, We'll we'll take a quick break and then I want to get into Big moments in this game from Jace Peterson, Kesson Hira, and Jackie Bradley Jr., which I thought was key in this game and the Brewers securing the victory. And also want to talk about that bullpen um, that continues to be a problem at times for the Brewers. Before we do that, let me tell you about rockauto.com. There are so many different makes and models of automobiles these days, it's impossible to stock all the parts your car will ever need in your traditional chain store. Why worry with the hassle of answering a bunch of questions about your car at a chain store and just hoping they have the parts you need? When you have the inventory of rockauto.com right there in your pocket, you can pull them up on your cell phone and find any make and model of any kind of auto part that you will ever need. And there are so many different reasons to maintain your automobile these days. Obviously, the biggest one is to save money. So why choose to spend 30, 50, sometimes even 100% more for the exact same auto part at a chain store or even a new car dealership? 
just head on over to rockauto.com right there on your phone, search the parts you need, buy them, have them shipped to you, and just wait for them to arrive. Their catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. So go to rockauto.com right now. Again, see all the parts available for your vehicle and do us a favor, write locked on in there. How did you hear about us box? So they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices and all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. So Vinny, uh, some really key moments in this game for the Brewers. Let's start, let's start with the bat and let's start with the bullpen. Um, Brady Peralta leaves after six with a four to two lead um again in hindsight I, I wish he would have gone back out there for one more but his spot came up in that bottom of the six and brewers had a chance to add on even more so i understand the reason we're bringing him uh, bringing him out but he was on a roll like i said had retired the cubs in order innings three through six um but i mean the bullpen was set up you had it set up for boxberger devin williams josh Hader. so certainly not um, knocking counsel for that decision, but just with the way Peralta was throwing, kind of wish he would have came back out. But regardless, um, Boxberger comes in and he gives up the two-run homer, and just like that, the game is tied up. Peralta is no longer in line for the win. Um, Dev Williams comes in uh, after that in the eighth, has a 34-pitch scoreless inning, which is just kind of <laughs> unreal in itself. To throw 34 pitches in an inning and not give up a run. I uh, gave up a hit and a couple walks, but was able to strand those runners there. Um, but I really want to focus on Boxberger here because he has been just so good for the Brewers this year. Um, but but things have trended down for him a little bit here lately. And it's it's I hate to speculate on all of this with the spin rates and stuff because it, it, it sounds like you're accusing somebody, and I, I don't want to do that. But his spin rates are are down uh, since Major League Baseball started to crack down on this. Fastball spin rate was sitting around 2,500 early in the year. It's been more around 22 to 2,300 lately. Uh, the spin rate on the slider is down as well. Um, you talked a lot about early in the year how you know effective he was with that mid 90s heat that he was throwing. And here lately, he's been more you know 92, 93, still really good and can obviously get hitters out. But his stuff just seems to be trending downward for me Vinny and if that's the case that's a big loss in this bullpen because Boxberger has been so good for them I mean he had a good outing a couple days ago it's something to be monitored I'm going to go ahead and disagree with you Jake I'm glad that I disagree with you right here <laughs> because <laughs> I don't think no I think we do a good job of kind of bouncing ideas off each other it's a good it's a good thought something to be monitored I think it's just a matter of the, you know the guy the guy's throwing harder than he ever has. Well, actually, since 2014, he has a 94-mile-an-hour average fastball right now uh, on Baseball Savant. That's what the numbers look like. He hasn't thrown that hard since 2014. So, I mean, this is a guy that's been kind of sitting at 90, right at 90, 91 um, in the, for the last, like, three years, three or four years, and now he's, his below has jumped. I do think Chris Hook has helped him. And just the whole pitching mechanics and pitching below team or whatever has kind of developed this guy. Um, I think I don't know if he's using sticky stuff or not. I just know if you don't throw as hard, your spin rates are going to go down if you're not throwing as hard. I think his changeup tonight was was his issue. He wasn't able to throw an effective changeup in the zone. I just think his it just wasn't synced up to me. It doesn't look like it. But to your point, like maybe if the velo's down, sometimes as a pitcher 
you're out there. I caught a million guys like this where there's, they didn't feel like their stuff was there, try to do too much, come out of their mechanics, stuff flattens out, it's not as sharp. So, you know, stuff like that can happen um, when you're not feeling super fresh, when you're not feeling on top of your, your game. It, you know, so I don't know. I, I, still like, I still like Box. I still think he's the eighth inning guy right now. Um, but the Brewers have a ton of options right now as well. So, um, down there. So I think, you know, I think he'll be fine at the end of the day, but it's something to be monitored for sure. It's a good point. Yeah. Um, just I really just hate it for Freddie cause he, he pitched so well, uh, bounced back in that game. Like we talked about. Um, and then lead was just gone like that when you had your bullpen set up with your top, top guys, like I said, in Boxberger, Devin Williams and, and Josh Hader potentially, um, you know, it looked like everything was in plan. And then that kind of threw a wrench in things. But fortunately, uh, the Brewers came back um, in the eighth inning. Uh, and Jace Peterson, I wanted to talk about him for just a minute. I know Brewers fans on, on Twitter kind of have a field day with Jace Peterson and the fact that uh, the Brewers are using him. But, uh, I mean, the guy gets on base. I mean, you can't knock that. It's a very good trait to have. He got a, uh, some – a couple of hits in this one had a huge walk in the eighth inning. I thought was one of the biggest at bats in the game. Uh, he got on base in the sixth and stole uh, and came around to score on Kesson Hira uh, single that snuck through the infield. I thought that was a huge moment in the game, getting that stolen base there to be able to score on that, that single by Keston um, to, to make it a four, two game. thought that was huge. Uh, but again, just that, that walk that he had, uh, in the eighth inning kind of set everything up for what ended up being a 10 run inning for the Brewers. But uh, I, I just, I like Jace Peterson and what he can do. Uh, certainly, you know, which the Brewers were at full strength and he was more of kind of a bench role, but I mean, when he comes in Vinny or when he starts, he, he gets on base. Definitely a valuable piece to have on your team. Um, Especially with all the injuries, I, this guy's got 1,500 major league at bats. He's got a 660 OPS for his career. He's not gonna. He's not a wheel, a world beater. He, he, you know, he kind of hit the nail on the head. He gets on base. He's a ball player, right? He does a lot of little intangible things. He probably doesn't grade out extremely well in terms of the metrics and analytics, in terms of WAR. But like what he does doesn't necessarily show up in those metrics. Like you said, he stole a base. Two nights ago on Saturday, I didn't mention this on the podcast, the three nights ago now, um, he's tagged up on the big sack fly from Omar Narvaez to put the Brewers up. He, his base is loaded. He tagged up from first base as soon as he th- saw the throw, kind of um, angled towards third base, and he beat the throw. Luis Urias then was able to sneak a ground ball through the infield because the infield was in. If he didn't tag up from first base, we would have played double play depth, would have turned the double play. Josh Hader would have had to been used that game. Um, they would only had a, a one or a two run lead at that point. Instead, they broke it open in that inning in the eighth because of that Jace Peterson tag. I mean, stuff, it's little stuff, right? Mm-hmm. He plays good defense. He's versatile. He can play first base even. He can play, you know, he can play in the outfield. Probably can play center. He's fast. Guy's valuable. Um, and, and uh, yeah, I, I like the fact that you brought him up. Yeah. Um, and the other guy I want to talk about two more guys I really want to talk about, but I think we're probably going to talk about Keston just about every podcast here for a while is, is cause I, th- I just think he's that important to this team going forward. Uh, and another huge game for Keston here, 
Um, you know, had some had the uh, RBI single that I talked about earlier to drive in Jace Peterson. And, and that was after the first inning. He came up with the bases loaded one out and popped up. Wasn't able to come through there. Uh, but again, came back later in the sixth and drove in Jace Peterson. And then he followed up that great at bat from Jace Peterson in the eighth and had a wonderful at bat of his own to earn a walk. Again, just to keep the line moving, uh, getting that inning going for the Brewers. And then he finished up that 10 run eighth for Milwaukee with a three run homer. Um, so, you know, another multi hit game for him, four RBIs in this one. Uh, the stuff continues to look good for Keston. I'm telling you, it looks like he's got a tennis rack in his hands when he squares up the ball. It's just such a unique swing. It's like a cross court. Uh, that was a, a passing shot down the line. Um, <laughs> just impressive how he can just, just, just hit rockets with that, with that move that he's got. And it is a very unique move through the baseball, that high finish. Um, golly, he is a talented, talented baseball player when he is synced up and he looks so synced up right now. Looks like, he, like, like I said last night on the show, he, he's not, um, he's not thinking he's attacking. He's got that aggressive mindset and, but he's, he's, he's being selective too. I thought the best, forget that homer, which was extremely impressive. I thought the most impressive at bat of the night was, it's a, it's really a tie. He put the ball in play against, um, it was against uh, Hendricks. It, it was, it was just a weekly hit ball to shortstop. Um, and he, and he was able to just kind of put it in play. We have not seen those kinds of, you know, We've seen so much swing and miss from him. I was just encouraged that he, he took a two-strike pitch. It was a breaking ball, and it, it, he was set up. He, he was out it, it, just because of the way that sequence went. He was set up for that slider, and anyone would have rolled over that slider. But we've seen Keston swing and miss on that slider so many times. I'm actually really encouraged. As, as crazy as that sounds, I was just so encouraged by the ground out that uh, in that at-bat in the fourth. Um, because to me, it looks like he's seen the ball. It looks like he's time, timed it up. Um, and uh, it wasn't just missing the, the, the ball by three by a, a foot. Like, that's, the, that's discouraging, Keston, that we can't see anymore. I just, no, you know, this team can, cannot have that version of him. I don't think we're, we're going to see it. I think, he's re- I think he's ready to just kind of continue to rake. Yeah, for sure. Like I said, that's something we'll be – monitoring for a while now just because he is such an important piece of this team going forward but the biggest moment of the game came after those two walks in the eighth inning for me and it came from Jackie Bradley Jr. we've been talking about it for a while now the guy just needs a big moment he needs a big hit and it's a 4-4 game in the eighth again the the Brewers bullpen had just blown the uh, lead Uh, in the seventh they come back in the eighth get those two walks and sets up Jackie Bradley Jr. who had bases loaded in the first inning uh, with two outs, but wasn't able to come through with the big hit there. Got another opportunity here in the eighth was behind 0 and two in the count, took a fastball up and in, make it one and two, and then got a fastball down and away and was able to stay on it and drive it to left center field with a really good swing uh, that Gave the Brewers the lead there. Vinny, I thought that was the biggest moment in this game and just a huge moment for Jackie Brella Jr., who, oh, by the way, came around and batted again and got another hit in that inning. 
uh, completely agree. He did that yesterday too against um, it was against Chichi uh, Gonzalez, and and he took a pitch that was on the out, outer part of the plate, and he drove it into left field. This one was a changeup, which again he he hasn't been great against off speed, but he was able to keep his hands back there and just barrel at it. The guy's strong. He's talented. He's strong, and he's athletic. I think kind of similar to Keston, like he's gonna eventually break out of it, get athletic, and 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 be reactive to the baseball instead of um, being so much in his own head about you know things going on with spin. I know he's worried about you know they're throwing so much spin at him and all this. Um, but yeah, hopefully that will snowball into you know, real hot streak by JBJ and, uh, you know, pretty encouraging that, you know, <laughs> some, some hot bats lately, uh, up and down the lineup and, um, this team as bad as they've been offensively, maybe, maybe just maybe be kind of a, a driver of success for this team, uh, and not have to rely so much on the pitching. Yeah, for sure. I mean, <laughs> what a what a eighth inning it was, but it all got started with those two walks and that great swing from JBJ led to a 10 run eight to break it open for the 14 four win. Um, we'll we'll talk about uh, Tuesday's game next. Before we do that, let me tell you about Wild Alaskan Company. We all know we should be eating more fish to get our omega threes and protein, but the seafood counter can be intimidating. Which fish tastes the best? What type of cut? Can you really be sure about the quality? Wild Alaskan Company takes the guesswork out of buying wild-caught seafood. Wild Alaskan Company delivers high-quality, sustainably-sourced wild-caught seafood right to your door. Choose from salmon, whitefish, or a combination, and every month there are different specials to explore. Each shipment contains premium, wild-caught, individually-wrapped portions of delicious seafood that's ready to prepare and easy to cook. You can adjust, pause, or cancel your membership at any time, and they offer 100% satisfaction guaranteed or your money back. And right now, you can get $15 off your first box of premium seafood when you visit wildalaskancompany.com MLB. That's wildalaskancompany.com MLB for $15 off your first box. And please make sure to use our URL to let them know that we sent you. Tell you about all the time, betonline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. And right now, you got the NBA and NHL playoffs in full swing, as well as the Major League Baseball season. But betonline.ag does more than that. They also cover awards, TV shows, and reality TV. They have real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head on over to betonline.ag on your phone or internet browser and sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using the promo code LOCKEDON. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Um, so before we talk about Tuesday's game, a little bit of uh, news from Monday, uh, some injury updates. Colton Wong's calf, he said it's about 60 to 70%, hopeful to play in this Cubs series. Uh, Travis Shaw is ahead of schedule after dislocating his left shoulder. He's already taking ground balls and will start to swing in a week. He's hoping to be back by mid-August. Brett Anderson threw a bullpen, so it looks like he may not miss a lot of time, which is uh, good for the starting rotation. Uh, Lorenzo Kane doing a, agility work on the field Monday. He tries to get back sometime in early July. Uh, the Brewers will continue to give their starters an extra day of rest in order to limit their innings this year. 
So Corbin, Corbin Burns won't pitch in the finale on Wednesday, which is a bit of a bummer. Instead, he'll pitch on Thursday against the Pirates. So good luck to the Buccos. Um, and then a couple of transaction moves. Uh, utility man Pablo Reyes was recalled. We saw him get a pinch hit appearance on Monday. Ryan Weber was optioned out. Uh, the Brewers get to keep Derek Fisher, uh, who was DFA the other day, and he was outrighted to Nashville. So certainly good news there. The Brewers add some minor league depth as they traded for outfielder Matt Lipka from the Arizona Diamondbacks for cash considerations, and he'll be assigned to Nashville. Uh, looking forward to today's game on Tuesday, you'll have uh, Zach Davies for the Cubs, uh, who has it was five and four with a 4-3-1 ERA and just 49 strikeouts in 79 and third innings, as Brewers fans know. Not a huge strikeout guy, but very good pitcher nonetheless. He'll be going up against Brandon Woodruff, who's six and three with a 189 ERA and 111 strikeouts and 95 innings pitched. Um, the Brewers have never faced Davies. Uh, but Woodruff faced the Cubs three times back in April. And the first time he faced them went seven innings, one hit, no walks, no earned, and eight strikeouts. The Brewers won that game four to two. Second time he faced them, six innings, three hits, one walk, one earned, and six strikeouts in a 3-2 loss for the Brewers. Uh, and then the third time he faced them this year uh, in that month of April, six innings, two hits, two walks, no earned, and eight strikeouts in a 6 nothing win for Milwaukee. So total this year against the Cubs, 19 innings pitched, only six hits allowed, three walks, only one earned run, and 22 strikeouts. Obviously, the Cubs offense was struggling out of the gate this year. They've uh, picked it up since then. But, Vinny, still, that's pretty good dominance for our guy Woodruff going today. Yo, let's get that L flag nice and pressed. Let's just keep that. Let's After we flew it tonight, <laughs> let's just get it nice and pressed, nice and smooth. And then let's let Crew Nation out there in left field fly that baby again. We can maybe even post it up a little bit earlier tonight. Um, but uh, yeah, I yeah. saw it flying on the broadcast there. You were asking for it. The fans gave it. I saw it on there. Love it. I think that's the coolest thing <laughs> going right now. I, I just what a great sight when the when the Cub fans are piling out of the stadium in about the seventh inning. You see the Brewers ushers on camera just smiling from ear to ear when they see that it's great <laughs> love it yeah. uh but yeah i think more of the same tomorrow especially with this pitching matchup with woodruff against davies yeah woodruff has owned the cubs this year let's hope that that will continue but that will do it for this episode of lockdown brewers great episode there with many great discussions about monday's game uh, be sure to follow us on twitter at lockdown brewers follow me at shortstop ball and Vinny at Vinny Rotino. Also, please make sure you subscribe to the Lockdown Brewers podcast wherever you get your podcast, and we'll talk to you next time. You are Locked On Brewers, your daily Milwaukee Brewers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.